Have you ever wondered why executives hire consultants and coaches like you? Welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan. And in every episode, we talk about finding the courage to turn your unique strengths, perspective, and experience into a profitable, purpose-driven consulting or coaching business. Today, I'm wrapping up my favorite executive series by pulling out the themes of what my past clients have shared about why they hire consultants and coaches like us so that you can be more effective in creating messages and products and services that resonate with what they want and need and give you a big shot of appreciation of the value that you offer. So now let's dive into the reasons why executives look for and ultimately hire consultants and coaches. So number one, the biggest reason why executives hire consultants and coaches is because you have an independent and outside point of view. And the reason why this is so important is connected to how the C-suite operates. So I'm talking about executives different from leaders in general. We're not talking about managers. We're not talking about leaders. We're talking about executives and specifically the executives in the C-suite. And so this is how they operate. There are four things that make an executive team completely distinct from all other teams. The first way that a C-suite team or an executive team is different is simply because of the role of the president and the CEO who has massive amounts of power. They're 10 years longer, and when they make decisions, they tend to be final. Number two, regardless of personality type, executives tend to be people with high needs for power, achievement, and they have well-honed interpersonal and political skills that gave them the ability to rise through the ranks. So this unique type of personality creates other unique challenges. The other thing about the executive team that's unique is everybody on the team is vying for the prize of being the CEO or president one day. So there's lots of people vying for one job. And then the other thing is, is that they are working all in different business units. So when you get to the top, they all have different business units that they are representing or lines of businesses or functional areas, however you want to describe it. And those functional areas just have very different values that drive who the people are, how they make decisions, what they think is important. This became really clear to me when I was at Disney and I was working on a project where I was trying to bring together the Imagineers who came up with all the ideas for the theme parks and the operators who had to run them. You know, so the Imagineers were very committed to the idea, the storyline, the imagination and the whole immersive experience. But the operations team was very concerned and uh, rightly so because of their role with efficiency and how the flow would be and the customer experience and all that kind of stuff. You know, you see these conflicts all the time, like HR and finance tend to be at odds all the time, not because they're bad people, but because HR tends to put more value on the system and how people are treated. And finance is more about the bottom line in terms of data and results. You know, marketing and sales often compete with one another because marketing is all about the long-term brand loyalty and sales is about the immediate results. And marketing and sales sometimes conflict with the operations team as they're out there making promises with the customer that the operations team may or may not be able to deliver. So all of this that's going on, these reasons why the C-suite is so unique, it creates situations where you've got like 10 executives and 100 competing ideas for what's the best way to grow the organization or all kinds of competing unexpressed personal agendas behind all those ideas or there's important issues that are really important that are on the table but they're ignored or danced around for all the political reasons. And then there's a lot of trust issues naturally between C-suite members. And so this is where you and your independent outside perspective is invaluable. Your clients cannot see the forest from the trees. They have that nose to the window pain syndrome, but you live on a different tree. 
And you can do that one thing they could never achieve on their own. You can wrangle and align these high ego stakeholders. So if you think the main value you offer as a consultant or coach is your process, methodology, or idealistic visions, think again. The main value is political. In episode 41, I chatted with former CEO Jim McPhee, and he shared in this episode how important it was for him to have an outside think partner when trying to move forward with this change. And his, as his former consultant, I could tell you the big part of the work that I helped him think through was how to engage and align the stakeholders. He and I worked on several projects toward that end. So what we were trying to do is get everybody on the same page when whenever he was considering a change, he needed to get buy-in. So this is where I have to emphasize again, if you think you're brought in for economic reasons, you're not, they're there for political reasons. And the consultants or coaches who get that have a massive competitive advantage. So if you're targeting organizations as a consultant or coach, consider the following actions. Number one, include messaging that highlights the value of your outside perspective and the benefit of you know herding the cats, getting the team on the same page, helping them get in the same boat, rowing in the same direction or whatever alignment analogy you wanna use. If you're at a loss for words on how to describe this, no worries, I got you. Head on over to www.betsyjordan.com services and learn more about my brand positioning, messaging and copywriting services. The second action I would ask you to do is when a client reaches out to you for help with let's say a strategy session, Pay attention to the need behind the request, which is probably not that they have no clue how to create a strategy. I mean, think about it. If they're a senior executive, they've probably led and been in hundreds of strategy sessions. It's about getting everyone aligned. So make sure your proposal, like your marketing, emphasizes that. You could also check out my strategic advisory retainer if you need help with an actual proposal that you're working on and that you want to emphasize this outside perspective. Okay, now let's talk about the second reason why an executive would hire a consultant or coach, and that's all about credibility. So let's go back to how the C-suite operates. So let's say you have one member of the team who has a specific vision for how to improve the organization. So they can pitch their idea on their own to the rest of their team and try to get buy-in for it, which may or may not be successful because there's suspicion among their peers who might be questioning like, hey, what's your personal agenda behind this suggestion? But when they hire a consultant or coach like you, who in addition to having an outside perspective has a proven expertise, their proposed initiative suddenly has credibility and a level of professionalism. So for example, in episode 41, I interviewed one of my formal consulting clients, Sarah King, who I worked with when she was a CHRO for Wyndham Vacation Ownership. And she tells the story about how she had a vision for an org design project and she had some knowledge in org design but she really needed me with my Disney background and my official business to lend that credibility to her. So before you get worried, if you don't have a company like Disney on your resume, as I did to be credible, you don't have to. If you have a world-class brand image on your website, you have compelling copy, you have a unique brand that positions you as an expert, you demonstrate your credibility, which your potential client can leverage to give them credibility to do what they want. So remember, there's a connection. Your website's not just about you and your credibility, it's about what you can do to offer that credibility to your client. So the actions for your consideration is look at your website. Look at your website from the angle around how you're making your clients look. Do you have the quality and depth that they would be proud to pass your website on to the members of their executive team? Now let's be clear, if they wouldn't be proud to show your website to their peers, they probably will question if they can put you in front of their peers. And if you don't have a website, 
Think about how that shapes the thinking about your ability to lend credibility. And the other thing I would highly recommend is just pay attention to the politics. The more that you win over the stakeholders, you personally win it over, you are winning over the credibility for your client. So now let's talk about number three, expand their capacity. Executive clients look to consultants and coaches when they don't have the expertise in-house to achieve what they want, especially when they are scaling to the next phase in their organizational life cycle. So for example, Mark in episode 42 alluded to this as a reason why he would hire a consultant or coach. So let me explain what I mean by this so that you could set yourself up to offer value but not compete with the internal organization. So when a company's in startup mode, they're small, they're scrappy, they're opportunistic, they have few employees, if at all, and they are led by an entrepreneurial founder who is heavily involved in daily operations. So at this point in time, the kind of help that they're looking for is usually marketing, financial, and sales related. So maybe they're gonna look for someone like my husband who is a fractional CFO, and he helps these people until they're big enough to warrant their own full-time CFO financial department. So they might be looking for someone like him, or maybe like for me, I work with a lot of startup companies or small companies, and they're looking at me from a marketing standpoint or sales, how to attract and land clients. Or they might be looking to a coach to help them with their entrepreneurial mindset. But now let's say that company has done great. You know, they've been able to take this idea and now they're ready to turn it into a viable business. They're in growth mode. They're focused on sustainability and scale. Now they're looking for other types of consultants and coaches because they probably hired that financial support. They really have that marketing and sales kind of going for them. So now they're looking for things like strategy and customer insight. They're working on basic operational and organizational effectiveness and management training because now they're just starting to introduce leadership levels. Or if they're the type of company that needs investors to help fund their growth, maybe they're gonna look to my client Frida, who's an expert in coaching these founders on how to land investors, that type of thing. Okay, so now let's say that this company is scaling, they're doing great. Now they have their sights on number one, they're in maturing mode. So now they have their full-time HR, their finance team, their IT team, a marketing and sales team, an operations department. Now they may look to consultants and coaches who can help them manage all of this growth to solidify and standardize processes, to build their organizational structure. Now they have executives, so they might be looking to develop executive leadership and succession plans. And now let's say this company has hit the top like a Disney or a Google or what have you. They are large, they're complex. They're in the revitalizing phase and they wanna stay in their market leadership position. So they have probably full-time teams for everything. They have everything for the day-to-day -day and the strategic needs. So now they also have like full-time training people, communication people, com continuous improvement, market research. So what you need to do is find something that would help those departments of what they don't have on the day-to-day or somebody who could help with innovation and integration. So that's when companies are scaling to one level to the next. The other time that they might hire a consultant or coach is when those people have an expertise that they don't have and they don't really need all the time. So an executive who might have a speech coming up would hire a speech coach to make sure that they have that, that ability to deliver a really powerful message. Or perhaps they have somebody who pops in like I did for org design. They don't need org design all the time. Or what my clients have now, like I help with graphic design or copywriting because some people don't really effing need to want to know that all the time. So that's another angle that you could look at. So the actions for your consideration is when you're working on your positioning strategy and who is your ideal client, 
make sure you consider the company size you're targeting so that you don't set yourself up to compete with the internal team. And more often than not, if they have an internal team, that internal team is going to win because they already have investments in those resources. And also be looking at creating services that provide clients what they don't have and what they don't need all the time. So now let's talk about the fourth reason why executives will hire consultants and coaches. And this reason is it really is lonely at the top. So let's first talk about the CEO. So what's so hard about being the CEO? You may think, oh, look at all that power you have. But the problem with the CEO is they have a vantage point that no one else in the organization has. They see how all the functional and support areas are supposed to come together to deliver results. They have access to data from both a financial and personal performance perspective that no one else has. Maybe the CFO has the financial and the HR person has performance or somebody else has something, but they have it all. They know the conflicts that go on between the board says they need that or the stockholders require that. This is what the customers are demanding. This is what the employees want. So they're in that in-between position. They really don't have any peers in the organization and they don't really have anyone to talk to. Even if they have somebody who's close as one of their direct reports, they are always cognizant that everyone on that team is jockeying for their favor for their position. And then the VPs on the team, you know, they've got aspirations and goals and they got no one to talk to about them because their teammates are competitors. They already have high visibility in the organization. So whatever they think and feel, everybody's noticing. Their friends and family don't get what they're dealing with. So they're lonely. And then this is what you come in. This is where you come in. You are their safe place to wrestle with all the ideas that they're they have going on in their head. Like, so you're the one who could help them play out the if-then scenarios. Like, okay, if I go down this path, this is what will happen. This will be what happens. They could be real and share their vulnerability and concerns. So working with you is it's not just around the expertise that you provide, but it's really that safe place. And you're the antidote to the loneliness that is at the top. So the actions for your consideration is include a form of a trusted advisor service, either as a standalone service or embedded as part of a larger service. Not only will you have a way to meet a very important need to make a powerful difference for your executive clients, you'll definitely stand out from more methodology-based consultants and coaches, but this is a way that you get paid exclusively for your advice and your thought partnership. So let's recap. So let's recap the reasons why executives hire consultants and coaches. Number one, outside perspective. We are the solution to the nose to the windowpane syndrome. Two, credibility. We make them look good and trustworthy. Three, build capacity. We equip and empower them to get what they want. And four, think partnership. We are the antidote to the reality that it is really lonely at the top. So let me give you some other thoughts around why this is so important. Let me give you a starting point around the business case for that outside perspective, the credibility, the expertise they don't have in the think partnership. So as a result of working with you, they will, number one, accelerate the achievement of their goals. By working with you, you can help them get to what they want faster because you know the way and you will help them achieve what they want, which brings to number two is you will also help them get there by helping them reduce or avoid expensive trial and error. So by helping them think everything through, bringing your expert best practices, you're gonna help them get to the finish line faster, realize all the value that's at the finish line and get there in a way with a lot less false starts, a lot less trial and error. Number three, 
you help increase the buy-in and collaboration, which is huge. Because the number reason, one reason why change fails is not because of a lack of really good plans or any of those types of things. It's because people don't buy in. Somebody tanks it. It's the political stuff. Either somebody on the senior team is working at cross purposes or the CEO just kind of gives up. So you can help avoid that. And also, if you could help the senior team get buy-in and collaboration, that will naturally translate throughout the entire organization. Um, also, by working with you and all of the outside perspective, credibility, capacity building, and think partnership, you will definitely help them reduce conflict in the organization, the finger pointing, other relationship disruptions. The beauty of wrangling the stakeholders is finding the through line that everybody can buy into. So it's not about that superficial compliance, it's true agreement which then of course expands the quality of results. When you're able to bring the best of everybody's thoughts and ideas to the table and find the through line, whatever they want to achieve, it's better because of you. The other thing that you offer is the increased peace of mind that they're doing the right things in the right way. You make them more competent. You help them trust themselves. There's so many other value for your outside perspective, your credibility, your capacity building, your think partnership. So I'm just giving you a starting point around the business case, the value. This is one of the biggest things you need to work on if you are working towards the C-suite is you need to be able to have benefit-driven kind of messages and types of things where you talk about the ROI of working with you, the value of working with you. Now, if you need help crafting those messages, you definitely will love my highly personalized brand positioning and messaging programs. Be sure to head on over to www.betsyjordan.com services and learn more. So let's recap now the actions. Number one, do an audit on your website. Make sure your online image, your visual brand, and your copy makes your clients look good, which in turn makes you look good. And if you don't have a website, invest properly in one that makes you appear as a peer to executives. Two, choose a positioning strategy for your business that sets you up to meet the unmet and undermet client needs and not be a competitor with internal resources. And three, include in your service descriptions and your proposals features such as outside perspective, stakeholder alignment, and trusted sounding board, that type of thing. So those are my reasons why executives hire consultants and coaches, but I'm sure you have some other great ideas that other listeners on this podcast would love to hear about. So if you have some other ideas, just drop me an email at betsy at betsyjordan.com and I'd love to hear your ideas. And be on the lookout for more tips on how to get inside of the head of your ideal clients and create messaging and strategies that get them excited to work with you. So be sure to hit subscribe for this podcast wherever you listen so you don't miss them. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at betsyjordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.